Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Old Testament text begins with, In the year that King Uzziah died. We have to set the stage before we talk about Isaiah. King Uzziah was a king of Judah for over 40 years. Uzziah was a man of God, and he had much success ruling Judah because of God. But then he died. And he left behind a, a, a void, a political and spiritual vacuum. Because here we're all of God's people, the many, many people of Judah. And what happens when there is a void? What happens when there's an empty pulpit? People panic. There are all these people of God, a great number, and no one left to lead them. Isaiah knew this. And Isaiah says, I can't. I can't preach. He realizes during the terrifying holiness of the many seraphim, many six-winged angels, he realizes what God is about to call him to do. Preach and speak to God's people. Prophesy even. Isaiah is concerned his lips are unclean. I can relate a little bit. I can't preach. I can't teach the Bible. Me, a pastor? I am anything but holy, holy, holy. We can all relate. What if God sees fit to grow the congregation, his bride, the church, here at St. Paul? How will you respond? I can't teach. I can't be an elder. I can't be on council. Don't get me wrong. It would be fantastic. It'd be great to see such growth given by the Lord himself, but I can't. I can't teach Sunday school. I can't work on that council. I can't be on that board. I can't because... I make too many mistakes. But again, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to see the number of people growing here at St. Paul. You can't. It's only because you're like Isaiah. You have particular sins that nag at your conscience and wear you down. Maybe it's anger. Maybe you're still angry about the time you were passed up for a particular position. Or maybe it's covetousness. You were just never asked, but you felt like you should have been asked. This is a particular sin that burdens you. But there's many, many particular sins that bother us. At any given time, really. Not just anger. 
not, je not just jealousy. Maybe there's another God in the picture. And when you hear the call, my friends, and you will, when you hear the call, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Will that other God get prioritized? I can't. Isaiah 2 had a very rather specific sin, a particular sin. Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. In other words, uh-oh, God wants me to do something. Isaiah says, I can't be a preacher, God. I'm a man of unclean lips, just like all these other people. I'm not anything special. I can't, God. I just can't. I also can relate to this. I can't be a preacher. I can't be entrusted by the Lord to care for the many souls of, that meet once a week in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Even though... There was a vacuum here at one time. There was a time. Then there was not a called pastor here. And anyway, I'm a sinner. I'm like them. I too sat in the pews. I can't possibly answer the call of the congregation to serve God's people. I can't help it, church, in that way. Well then, cannot everyone relate? I can't volunteer to serve as an elder. I can't volunteer on that board. I can't teach Sunday school. My friends, I've done this before from the very seats you're sitting in. We all have. I can't because I don't know how. I can't because I sin too much, maybe. Or I can't because I'm not smart enough. I can't because I'm not good in those situations. Behind the I can't is also I don't want to. Send me? Send him! Send her! They've always done it. It's their turn to do it. Isaiah thinks these thoughts, but he does something a little different, and we should learn from it. Isaiah takes his particular sin of not wanting to be the Lord's spokesman, not wanting to be the Lord's prophet, and confesses it directly to the Lord. Isaiah took it to the Lord in prayer, and Isaiah repents of this specific sin. And he actually receives, albeit it seems strange, he receives a very specific means. Then one of the seraphim flew to Isaiah, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. Now by itself, the burning coal would have severely injured the sinful lips of Isaiah. 
severely would have torched him. He probably would have never spoken again. Maybe even permanently disfigured. No. Make no mistake, my friends. Isaiah receiving means from the holy altar of God, without the word attached to it, would have died a terrible death. This is what the sinful world would do to us without the word of God. But with, words, with God's word given through his messenger, the believing Isaiah is forgiven. Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for by a particular means with a specific word. There's also a very particular means for you. Now this means by itself is just a, a, a little piece of ordinary unleavened bread and a little taste of sweet wine. Without the word of God attached to it, it wouldn't even fill your belly. And you'd be left to the whims of the prince of this world. Now, I'm no seraphine. I'm certainly no angel. But I am God's messenger, repeating his words of promise and his words of power to you today. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it. All of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And that does forgive you. That forgives you that particular sin even that nags your conscience. A particular means, a very specific means from a very specific place. The altar. The altar is the place of sacrifice in the Old Testament. And the altar is the place of sacrifice in the New Testament. And the altar is the place today where you will freely receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Do not be mistaken. It is his crucified and risen body. It is his crucified and risen blood. Jesus' living body. Jesus' living blood that takes away guilt and atones for your sin. So we have a specific means, specific words, at a specific place. But it is never a specific forgiveness. The Lord's forgiveness for you is not quid pro quo. His atonement is never limited. It is not a certain payment for a certain debt. 
All of Isaiah's guilt was taken away. All of Isaiah's sin was atoned for. My friends, the Lord of hosts has called me Daniel Golden, a sinner. The Lord of hosts has sent me here today a forgiven sinner. Now, I'm no prophet, but I am here today to repeat the prophecy to you. All of the guilt of your past mistakes, known and unknown, are taken away. All of your sins, even the particular ones that nag you for years. Anger, jealousy, idolatry, and even all the sins you could never even recount. They are all atoned for. Every single sin of yours is forgiven in the name of the Lord of hosts. But Isaiah makes it look easy. It makes it look so easy to say, here I am, send me. But God would not have called Isaiah if he thought Isaiah could not do it. God knew that Isaiah could do it because God is the one who would give him the power to do it. And how did this power come upon Isaiah to be able to preach and prophesy to multitudes of people who were left without a king? It's really simple. All of Isaiah's sins were forgiven in the name of holy, holy, holy. Similarly, the Lord would not have given St. Paul Lutheran Church 135 years of steadfastness if he thought that St. Paul could not sustain for that long. The Lord knows this congregation can do it only because the Lord gives this congregation the power to do so. The Lord knows you can do it. Because the Lord is the source of the power. And this power comes upon you in a specific way. But from where? All this energy that we have to have to serve the Lord. Where does this energy come from that keeps the LWML so vibrant and so active? What drives the LWML to be so supportive in the community? Why are there so many people here that fill the pews, so many people that have no trouble saying, here am I, send me? The power to do so is not any different, my friends. It is all because your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. And amen.